Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our study of the book of Malachi by looking at Malachi chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. If you have a Bible with you, follow along while I read. And now, O priest, this command is for you. If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send the curse upon you, and I will curse your blessing. Indeed, I have already cursed them, because you do not lay it to heart. Behold, I will rebuke your offspring and spread dung on your faces, the dung of your offerings, and you shall be taken away with it. So shall you know that I have sent this command to you, that my covenant with Levi may stand, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant with him was one of life and peace. I gave them to him. It was a covenant of fear, and he feared me. He stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and no wrong was found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and he turned many from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge, and people should seek instruction from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But you have turned aside from the way. You have caused many to stumble by your instruction. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. And so I make you despised and abased before all the people, inasmuch as you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your instruction. As chapter 2 opens, God is holding the priest responsible for the spiritual condition in Judah. He says to the priest, basically, you obviously don't understand the covenant that I made with the tribe of Levi, and how that in that covenant there are blessings that come to the tribe, but those become curses if you don't live according to the covenant. God says the priest at this time are already at that point. But God says he will be taking action to make sure that his covenant with the tribe of Levi stands. God says here that he made a covenant with Levi. And it may be tempting to think of the individual Levi. But as we see the description here, that doesn't fit the patriarch of the tribe of Levi. He was actually a very rough guy who had uh, done a lot of things to disgrace his father. But when God made the covenant with the tribe of Levi to make them his priest, those first priests took very seriously the covenant that God had made with them. They understood that it was a covenant of life and peace. They understood that it was a covenant of fear, and so they respected and had awe for God. And because of that, they carried out their duties in a particular way, with a particular reverence and veracity that helped the tribes of Israel know who God was and what God expected. God wanted to bring life and peace through his priest, and God says he provided that for them. But as Israel would see throughout their history, rejecting God's covenant would bring conflict and death. 
not every aspect of the covenant that God made with Levi applies to us, but there are a couple of things that do. And one of them is recorded in Romans chapter 8, verse 6. There Paul writes, For to set the mind on flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. See, it's exactly the same wording, life and peace. That's what comes from having a Spirit-filled life. God wanted this for his priest in Old Testament times as they went between him and the people of Israel. He wants that for us as a part of the covenant he has made with us. God also said that his covenant with Levi was one of fear or respect and awe, not being afraid of God, but having such a deep respect for him and understanding how great he is that we are in awe of his presence in the same way that God wanted that for the priest during the time of Malachi. He wants that for his followers now. It's only when we love and respect God that we will follow him wholeheartedly and genuinely in a way that honors him and accomplishes the purposes that he wants in our lives. While rejecting God's covenant can bring dishonor and anxiety to us. Romans chapter 11, verse 20 says that it is true they were broken off because of their unbelief. The they there are the Jewish folks of Jesus's time who had him crucified because they didn't believe that he was the Messiah. So Paul writes, that is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief, but you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. Just because you have a favored position with God, don't become proud and arrogant about that. Remain in awe of a God who could put you in that place. That was part of the problem that the priests were having here in the Old Testament. Because they were priests, they felt privileged. They felt that certain things should happen the way they wanted them to because they had been chosen by God for a specific purpose. But when Christians of Paul's time found themselves in the same situation, he told them, don't you dare become proud, but maintain a fear or an awe of God, the God who could put you in that privileged place. Priests in Malachi's time had turned away from this covenant. They had not lived faithfully to the covenant. And Things were not going well for them. It's not because God was punishing them. It was a natural consequence of what happens when you don't take the good advice that God offers. But God said because they had not taken this covenant to heart, it was not the driving force in the way they lived their life, that they would have dung spread all over their face. And it seems to be a reference to Leviticus chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, where the priests were commanded uh, when they made an offering, they were to take the head of the bull and the skin and all the entrails and all of the dung and take it out and put it on the ash heap out of the camp and burn it up. God said they were being smeared with this dung and it made them only worthy to be put on a trash heap and burned. If that language is starting to sound familiar, Jesus uses the same language in Luke chapter 12, verse 5. He says, but I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you to fear him. The word 
that gets translated into English as hell there is Gehenna. And that is actually the name of the ash heap outside Jerusalem where the remains of these sacrifices would have been taken and burned up. Jesus tells his followers, make sure you stand in awe of the one who has the ability to throw you onto the ash heap and remove you from among his people. God lets the priest of the tribe of Levi know that if they want to avoid that embarrassing destiny, they need to be careful to guard knowledge. And that was their responsibility. God had given them a privileged position. He had given them access to him. But in response, they should be sharing him. And they should be guarding the knowledge of him so that people could come and find out what they needed to know about pleasing God. What we see in these few verses that we've read in this episode is that corrupting the covenant corrupts the result. As these priests had devalued the covenant and had not lived faithfully to it, they had corrupted the results of the covenant. It wasn't something God did to them. It was the result of the choices they were making. Verse 8 that we read said, But you have turned aside from the way. You have caused many to stumble by your instruction. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. We may not be obligated to live by everything that was in the covenant given to Levi, but listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Since we have these promises, beloved, Let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. We do have a covenant with God. It may differ in some details from the covenant that the tribe of Levi had with God, but we still have promises made to us, blessings that are ours for the taking. And since we have them, The proper response is to cleanse ourselves from every defilement and let holiness be made complete in us as we fear God. Another thing we see here is that bad teaching is not corrected by reacting to people. It's corrected by returning to God. Listen again as I read verse 9. So I make you despised and abased before the people inasmuch as as you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your instruction. What was happening was the priests were basically telling people what they wanted to hear. Rich and affluent people who could contribute to the priest and make their life a little easier didn't dare say anything that would upset those folks. If there were people that they didn't particularly like or they didn't think they could get anything from, they may be much more harsh in their teaching. God says you were causing people to stumble because of your instruction. You're not consistent with it, and it's based on the people in your audience, not what God wants you to say. That should give many preachers today pause as they attempt to bring a message to God's people. How often are we actually saying what God wants versus saying what people want to hear? I have noticed that Many people will accuse other folks of doing that, but seldom think they do it themselves. We have to be willing to check and make sure the message we have doesn't just agree with our denominational position or agree with our thoughts or the consensus of the greatest number of people in our church. 
we need to make sure it actually agrees with what God has said. In this passage, God had reminded the priest of Malachi's time the way it used to be, the way it was when he set up the covenant. And he said at that time in the tribe of Levi, there was true instruction and there was no wrong on his lips. God said there was a time it was important for priests to make sure they were saying exactly the right thing because they knew they were speaking for God. When we look at what God expects from his followers today in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 10, we find, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. What does Paul say? Paul says, I know that at some point I'm going to have to stand before God and give an account of the things that I did while I was alive. Because I know that, and because I stand in awe of that, and I revere that, Paul says, I have no choice but to try to persuade others about who God is. Good instruction and a good understanding of God and faithfulness to the covenant that we have with God dictates that we live in a way that reflects our commitment to God. Paul says he just couldn't help but try to persuade others because of how good God had been to him. The text also says that there was a time when the tribe of Levi walked in peace and uprightness. They had been given a covenant of peace, so it was important that they walk in that peace and do the right things to maintain that peace. For us, Paul writes in Romans 14, starting in verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. God has also given us a covenant of peace. In the early chapters of Luke, we're told that's exactly why Jesus came, was to give us that covenant of peace. But to live faithfully to the covenant, we walk in that peace and that righteousness, so that according to Romans, we will be acceptable to God and approved by men. So Paul encourages his readers to pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. I think sometimes when we read passages like this, we're a little confused maybe because there are passages that talk about how nothing we do earns us salvation. Why is Paul putting so much emphasis on the way we live and the way we act? Well, we have to keep things in the proper perspective. Yes, there is absolutely nothing that we can do to earn any blessing from God. But since he has given them, and we have entered into a covenant with him to be his vessel, to be faithful to that covenant, we allow him to use our lives for whatever purpose he chooses. If we reject that, if we quench the Spirit in any way, we're not being faithful to that covenant. But there's an even more practical side to God asking us to do certain things and to live certain ways. The reality is if we're living it, we don't have to memorize what's in a book to help other people understand it. We can just explain what we're doing and why we're doing it. Too many Christians, when asked 
about God or ask about salvation, rattle off a list of verses. Very few can explain the difference that Jesus has made in their life, the ways that God has eliminated sin from their life, the ways that God has used them to bring others to Christ. When we have taken God's covenant to heart, it's the driving force in our life. It becomes our new nature. It's the way we live. In the Old Testament, God says, there'll come a time where I have a new covenant with my people, where I write my law in their heart, and they'll have no need for a teacher. This is what he's talking about. We live out the covenant that he's made with us. We walk in peace and uprightness, and as a result, we become living examples of the work that God is doing to redeem man. And when we do that, we can be just like the tribe of Levi when God made the covenant with them. We can turn many from iniquity. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, kalirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.